Welcome to What's Poppin'. My guest this week is Dr. Craig Blackburn. He is the principal of Prince of Peace Lutheran School. Uh, he is new this year. Dr. Blackburn, thank you for being on the show. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Dr. Blackburn, it's been a little while since I've had an interview guest, so it's fantastic to have you here. And so I'm going to have the questions that I've done for pretty much everyone else in the past. And the first one begins with, how long have you lived in the area? Oh, boy. Um, <clears throat> I've lived in the area. Actually, I grew up in San Leandro. So um, lived in the area for 25 years. Okay. Went down to college in Irvine. Mm-hmm. Uh, worked a couple of years, so we were in Irvine about seven years, then moved back up to the Bay Area, my wife and I. Okay. And have been in San Ramon ever since. So, so you've quite spent a, while. a long time in the Bay Area in quite reality. Yep. Wow. Okay. How did you get to Prince of Peace then? Oh, well, that's a story. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I started my career in Lutheran schools back in the late 80s. Okay. Worked a couple of years in Lutheran schools, and then my wife and I wanted to move back up to the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Had a call to a, a school that um, just wasn't the right call for me. Okay. And so I had to decline that and running out of options. So both my wife and I found a job in the public school system. Okay. Which we both worked in for over 30 years, 31, 32 years or so. Then I retired. Where did you end up? What was your final position or job in the public school system? Yeah. So had a lot of various experiences in public school. Started as a teacher. Mm -hmm. And you know, the common idea is that you can't teach Christianity in the public schools, mm. which you can't teach doctrine. Right. When I was teaching sixth grade, part of my responsibility was to teach ancient civilizations. Okay. So I went to my principal and said, you know, primary source documents for ancient Israel is the Holy Bible. The Bible, yeah, yeah. Can I buy 30 copies? I had 30 students. Can I buy 30 copies of the Bible? Yeah. And the principal said, no, you can't spend public funds. I'm not opposed to you using primary source documents, but we can't spend public funds on the Bible. Right. I said, okay. Called up the Gideons. Yeah. Got a donation. <laughs> so that year um, and those years I taught sixth grade, we taught from the Bible, Ten mm -hmm. Commandments, you know, the Genesis story, Exodus, plagues, all the way through Passover, mm -hmm. we celebrated a Seder, a uh, huh. mock Seder, yeah. as a sixth grade classroom in a public school. So that's my start in public schools. Yeah. I went through principal, district office work, and then finished my career at a county office of education. Now, a lot of people don't know what a county office of education I haven't got a clue. really does. Yeah. Um, and that's very common. <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically, it's an intermediate agency between the state level at Department of Ed and the school district. Okay. So, Department of Education provides services to the school districts in that county. Mm -hmm. My role was to lead instructional technology mm. and a team of professional learning experts in the area of STEAM, science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics. Okay. So that team that I led actually went out and taught teachers in Santa Clara County how to teach these subject areas. And we try to really focus on how do you teach these not as independent siloed subjects, but what's the integration? How they connect how do you together. bring these all together, right? Yeah. yeah. So it sounds like near the end of your career in the public sector, you were leading leaders who taught teachers how to teach students. Exactly that. Um, and leading technology leaders and mm. how to 
support technology for education. I retired after COVID. Yeah. So I led the county office efforts, helping oh, school wow. districts prepare for really transitioning from a classroom face-to-face -face education yeah. to online. Yeah. And, um, you know, our school districts at the time weren't prepared for that. Yeah. Most had computer labs, which were great, but that only covered, you know, 30, 60 students. Right. So now we've had to figure out how does the county office, how does my team help each school district get devices for every in the student. hands of every student, yeah. plus connectivity yeah. with all of the roadblocks that are thrown up. So it was, it was an exciting time. Wow. So you retired from that. So I retired from that. <laughs> yes. Was retired for about a year and a half. Yeah. You know, I always wanted to finish my career in the Lutheran school mm -hmm. where I started. And once I retired, it took a couple of months, but eventually I got around to revising my resume <laughs> and I sent it over to the, the CNH district office. And yeah. It was a cold email. I didn't yeah. know anybody there um, in the education sector, at least at the time. So very quickly, CNH, California, Nevada, Hawaii district uh, is the district that we're part of as part of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Right. Thank you. Didn't hear uh, anything. I knew mm -hmm. there had to be Lutheran schools that needed a principal or <laughs> yeah. some type of leadership, <laughs> Yeah, but didn't hear. So I figured, you know, that's God's call to me to say, yeah, maybe I'm nudging you in a different direction. Mm. So I, I pursued some other opportunities and... Nothing really panned out, but my heart was really set on, how do I give back to the Lutheran system? Yeah. Had a meeting with the district president, mm -hmm. President Lang, and just off the cuff mentioned, hey, by the way, I sent my resume over. I'd love to help out in Lutheran schools if there's an opportunity. Yeah. Um, let me know. Uh, president Lang said, well, send me your resume. And it was just a couple of days later, I heard from Pastor Zell, but <laughs> hey, we might have an opportunity here for you. Let's talk some more. We for sure so have an opportunity um, for you. <laughs> that's how I wound up at Prince of Peace. So it was definitely a calling, uh, a blessing to me, and hopefully a blessing to Prince of Peace. Yeah, well, it has been definitely so far. And the the timing of it all, it's very likely we maybe wouldn't have gotten you if we would have gotten your resume right away right and so it is just it's god at work and yep. so we're very thankful to have you here you're doing fantastic stuff thank you you, you bring a uh, a wealth of information and a calming presence uh and so it's just good to have you around thank you what was your favorite working experience or jobs thus far in life <laughs> boy i've had a lot of various jobs while i was in college i during the summers i made ice cream hmm. i worked for berkeley farms ice cream Okay. While I was in college during sessions, I would drive limousines. So that was that was interesting. Yeah. Um, and this, again, Southern California. Yeah, yeah. So you meet some interesting characters. Um, but really, my favorite job is the one I have right now. And good answer. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, appropriate. <laughs> but uh, but it's also an honest answer. Okay. You know, it's, it's such a joy after serving in education in both Lutheran and public system. You know, in the public system, as my career progressed, yeah. so did my distance from the students. Mm. So I, you know, site-based at first, principal, then I went to a district office, then wound up at the county office. Mm -hmm. You know, in the district office and the county office, I was working primarily with adults. Yeah. And uh, indirect connection to students. So I am just so thankful and so excited to be back working on a campus with families, mm. uh, parents, grandparents, and 
most of all students. That's that's just a, a great way, I think, to end a career. It's fantastic. Switching gears slightly, what are two things from the message last Sunday that made you think, sounded good, or caused you to react in some way? Pastor Zelt was preaching on the Gospel of Mark again. Right. So two things uh, were real key takeaways. One, Jesus wasn't afraid to upset the apple cart. Mm. The visual um, that he presented was yeah. a, a wooden cart with apples stacked probably eight, nine layers high. Yeah, at least. Um, yeah. And, you know, his imagery was, you know, Jesus would pull out two apples from the bottom row and everything would collapse. I kind of do the same thing when I'm shopping for produce, which just made that initial connection. <laughs> that's sure like, the people at the grocery store love you walking in. Yeah, well, <laughs> I try not to make the apples fall. Um, but, you know, some of my experience has been in church lay leadership. Yeah. And to watch the cycle of a congregation go from its peak to a trough mm. and to start to climb again. Um, you, you start to see structures that were initially put in place to bring organization so that the ministry can be more effective. Mm -hmm. And over time, that structure becomes what is served yep. rather than the mission. Yeah. And Pastor Zelt's message really brought that back home to me that um, it's what is jesus saying here mm. in mark that he's the fulfillment of that he is the the atonement the payment for our sins mm -hmm. that's done yeah um he is the new law the new covenant yeah so we don't have to worry about following you know the 600 and whatever 12 i think he said yeah, yeah 612 12, yeah laws um that were put in place you know when i was in israel in college mm -hmm had an experience we group i was with from christ college irvine mm -hmm. stayed in a hostel in maya Sharim, a highly religious part of jerusalem mm -hmm. and one of our team members took a shower on saturday saturday night and used a hairdryer oh and the manager of the hostel came up opened the bathroom door and unplugged the hairdryer and said no work because you're not supposed to work yeah. on the Sabbath. Well, was drying your hair working? I guess it could have caused a spark, which would have made other people work. I, <laughs> I understand that now, um, but I thought that was always very strange. And you know how um, Hasidic Jews around Jerusalem count steps to get inside the wire that goes yep. around the wall. And once inside that, the steps don't count. Yeah. So it's all these very very, very meticulous rules and laws. It's also very controllable. Yes. While it's an enormous amount of laws to follow, you can control it. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think part of what I also interpreted, kind of the second point is, how have we set up structures and I have the ability to come in with a set of fresh eyes? Mm. Um, They're pulling out apples. Yeah. And, you know, for for the school, the structures we have set up at the school. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Why do we do that that way? Yep. How did that come about? Yep. Um, so starting to look at those things and saying, you know, is this helping our mission? Yeah. And ministry? Or is this something we're starting to serve in lieu of or detract from? Yeah. And that's uh, the helpful question that you stated was, 
find the history out first. Yes. You can't just pull the apple out. Right. You got to find out the history first because maybe it, maybe the apple needs to stay in there. Right. Or maybe you're really going to offend somebody if you pull that apple out. So you better talk to that person before you start exactly. pulling. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Good yeah. point. Yeah. All right. Now for the uh, personality question. What is your favorite board or card game and what makes it your favorite? Okay. So I'm going to take a backwards approach to this. <laughs> the My least favorite games of all yeah. are drawing games. Okay. So my wife no Pictionary, and her family like yeah. loves Pictionary. My <laughs> wife and her sister are both um, pretty gifted artists. Yeah. They can draw things and, you know, I'm drawing something out and my, my sister-in-law is saying, what is, can't you, what is that? Can't you do better? I, Come on. And I, I'm really, I, Obviously I, don't, you can't. Yeah. I don't know how to draw harder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So those are my least favorite games. Okay. My most favorite games are more strategy games. Mm. Although I'm not a big fan of chess, just okay. I've never really learned it really well. Yeah. But any other type of strategy game. More um, like Risk, that, risk, that type of thing. I mean, even simpler games like Yahtzee. Okay. Oh. What do you fill in the blanks here yeah what order do you do uh, it in yeah, yeah um used to love stratego oh yeah as a kid and dominoes to some point um so it's games like that that okay. you try to have to figure out okay where am i going to move and what are the moves two or three so you're thinking a couple moves, moves ahead the whole time trying to yeah yeah, yeah yeah all right so that's uh left side of the brain correct yes very yeah. left brain more stuff. linear sequential yeah less random abstract yeah that, that's that, a good personality question for you then <laughs> i think we've learned some things about you dr blackburn there you go <laughs> so if you ever want to play a game with dr blackburn you've learned always do a drawing game if you want to win right uh and if you want him to have fun uh then do something that has some sort of strategy involved in it somewhere. absolutely yeah. yep yeah. you got it <laughs> well dr blackburn thank you so much for being on the show i really appreciate it i'll have to have you back sometime love to be back thank you